KW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Hello, Beans. This is Dave. And Hello. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. It's going to be called Hey, KWR. This is Dave. This coffee sucks. I hate it. Local. I don't want to say who it is, but it's a terrible coffee. The Razor Blade Dolls, that's a song you'll hear in its entirety a little bit later after my uh, we, I do interviews. Scarlet Razor Blade Doll, one of my buds. And uh, me and Heather talk some music. We have to talk about our moment with HR from Bad Brains after a show, which was uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We met a legend. And she has a real funny story to tell. We definitely have a song by the Cheats later on, too, so stick around. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. <laughs> this time I'm stuffy and uh, Heather is not. Yep, not sick today. Yep, a little na- nasally. So we're under a new uh, label now, Society 13. Sounds tough. <laughs> like, the, like the Midnight Society from Are You Afraid of the Dark. <laughs> nice one, yeah. I, I wouldn't even have thought that. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I, we'll talk about the name some other time where it comes from, but basically music, horror, politics... And basic badassery per Nelson Piles, who is also in charge. But yeah, I do have to say a thank you to Mr. Uh, I should say Dr. John Towers for giving us a start um, on the, you know Red House Radio Network back in those days, which wasn't too long ago, like last month. And <laughs> I don't know, you had fun with it, right? Oh I mean, yeah, definitely. He's a good guy, and we're going to work together on some comic books and stuff. Things to come. Red Horse Radio is, ro- is rolling on without us, but yeah, I just want to say thanks to him and good luck with him. But. Kettle Whistle Radio is now under Society 13, and, uh, well, what do you think about that, Miss Teddy? I can just see the little red horse taking off in the sunset. <laughs> the little radio on its back. <laughs> yeah, we got one right here. But, yeah, so, uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, it, it seems that you're going to have a, a springtime in Seattle. Yes. Um, let's, let's just make it very clear that Allison Chains and Soundgarden are coming to Pittsburgh this summer. Like, same week. Pretty much. And you basically have tickets to both. Yeah. And I have tickets to see the Breeders, which are one of my favorite bands. That was early for you, man. Was that yeah. like one of your first concert experiences? I think we've talked about it. No, no, no. I, I saw them here in 2006, I think. 
2007. Okay, They're so you really didn't go. To, you didn't see them way back when. No, like, I didn't. No. Okay, I did at the Lollapalooza Festival. And they were great. They were great. That was, I guess, all of them together at that point. I, who's yeah. in the band now? Like, um, Kelly and Kim. Um, the the British woman that plays bass, mm-hmm. and I think it's the same drummer. I think it's the same people. Very cool. Very cool. Because last splash, there's like a 20th anniversary. I think 20. 20? Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, they're touring for that, so. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you're going to do that. That's, that's yeah, springtime in Seattle for you, and it happens in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, that's freaking awesome, though. I'm looking forward to Alice in Chains, personally. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be good. I, I Even, you know what, Jerry Cantrell still owns the stage from what I hear anyway. I haven't seen them since Lane. With Lane, I saw them three times, so it's going to be tough. As you say, you're kind of, like, doubtful. I'm on the fence about it, because I, I, I'm i going to go, though. I know I am. <laughs> but I'm just thinking that Lane's not there. It's kind of weird, you know? It does. Um, just to switch the subject a little bit, Last night I got this email in the middle of the night about um, Prince being on NBC. Like, what? So I'm watching, I put on Jimmy Fallon real quick, and sure enough, there's Prince doing a new song and an old song with a whole new band. I just showed it to you. Yeah, it was pretty good. You were doubtful about that. And then, like, Prince kind of kicks Yeah, I was like, I don't really want to see it. I was like, oh. But like yeah, I, I gave it a chance too, and it was just nice to see he kicks some ass. Nobody likes his hair, but you know, no. his hair. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Or oh, his sunglasses? Say. What was that like? His visor. His, his windscreen <laughs> in front of his head. Um, but yeah, it also let's see new music. Not too much. Uh, I'm gonna talk about this band, the the Foles, F O A L S. I just heard them on Alt Nation a couple of times. The song called Inhaler. I kind of liked it. That's really all I can really talk about. <laughs> I don't know anything else about them. I thought maybe you'd yeah. heard of them. No. But, uh-uh. Oh, yeah. It's definitely alternative music. It's not metal or anything. like. It's not even punk. It's, it's pretty good. It nice little rhythm to it. More about them some other time. But I just showed you something, too. Oh, what was it called? Amelda May. Amelda May. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. if it's. it's I don't I think like it's I the girl's name. Things. But I, I talked about them before. Rockabilly, right? Yeah. Rock. It was her, her vocals a lot. I don't know. It just reminded me of Gwen. Like sometimes when she'd squeal, kind of sounded like she was right. trying to sing like Gwen. Very, I think she's well, she's really cute, but she sounds awesome, and she's got these old rockabilly guys playing with her. I, I think they're all pretty famous musicians. It's almost like a garbage situation, as in yeah. Shirley Manson. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. I kind yeah, of they like, were good. I, I like them. You have to hear their version of "Tainted Love." It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe at the break, you'll have to hear that. Um, we're also going to play a Cheats song during this episode. What are we listening to now? This is this is now the Cheats. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Todd gave me permission to play some of their, their new stuff. So we're going to play a new song. And um, I don't know. We were talking about... What were we talking about? Old soundtracks. And you just happened to buy one. Yes. I um, About two weeks ago, I was at the uh, Compact Disc Superstore, as I like to call it. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I was on the hunt for Violent Femmes for CD because the one I've had is so scratched because I listened to it like for so long and... It was just really old, so I wanted to buy a new one. They're having a sale, so I had to get something else. And I saw singles, the movie. And I was like, I, need, I think I need this in my life. I saw it a long time ago, and I bought it. And uh, no, but growing up, that's one of the soundtracks my brother had in his CD collection that I would, you know, go through. Was a single soundtrack. It's so good. Good place to start. I yes, mean, every Mud Honey, so many good songs. Pearl Jam, Soundgarden song on there is incredible. Which one? It, Birth Ritual. Birth Ritual. Yes, that's that one is of my actually favorites. yeah. My that's in my top five for Soundgarden songs. And same with um, the two Pearl Jam songs, Breath and State of Love and Trust. Those are like excellent. My those two songs and release are my top three favorite Pearl Jam songs. It's yeah, that's incredible. We played that out until we couldn't play it anymore. It's one of my first CDs, like. Of, maybe the first 15 I owned, I guess, in college. 
And I, yeah, we played that thing out. And everything on it. You, how about the Battle of Evermore? You know who that is? What? The Lovemongers. You have to listen to it. The Battle of Evermore, Zeppelin song. Uh, I don't remember that. It's Anne and Nancy Wilson from Heart. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Give it a listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You're gonna go. Is it in your car on your way home? Just throw it in. You're gonna have yeah, new respect yeah. for Heart. It's not in my car. <laughs> but yeah, they went under the guise of the Lovemongers so that they oh. could. I don't know if it was a label thing. I don't remember. But they're Seattle. I mean, and what there's are you do? some other love bone in there. Just that kidding. Chloe Amazing. Dancer. Man of Golden Words. I think was Man of Golden Words in there too. Or maybe it was just another... Because they played Mother Love Bone two times. Yes, they did. And you might have me on that one. Because, again, my CD, gone. It's all on my computer now. I'll have to get my brothers and steal his again. <laughs> I did years ago. Yeah, but what, what exactly... Was it your brother that turned you on to it? Or did you hear Alice in Chains' Wood first? Or Um... I don't know. Wood has always been one of my favorite songs. I, I don't know. I just always remember seeing it in his collection and... I would always listen to it because you know I've always been into Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains and Soundgarden, so that's why you're just kinda, now. that's how I got into it. Yeah, yeah. It was, seriously, it's a good place to start. And it's so funny that like all the bands are in the movie, like the part when Chris Cornell comes out with, with the, the, van, car, the, the car, the car, yeah. or the car radio, <laughs> he blows out the windows. And he's just standing there like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that's brilliant. Oh yeah, it was great. And how about when they see Alice in Chains in the club, even for that brief moment? Yeah. Oh my oh, god, man. you know, just like. Yeah, that's a great movie, and I never get sick of it. It that's... just makes me wish I lived there at that time when I was older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. But yeah, soundtracks, um, definitely, that's a great revisit. Anybody that loves music, single soundtrack. If you don't have it, put it in your collection. Yeah. Seriously. Um, oh, I have a related Seattle-related music no- note. Hey. Um, Mike McCready and Duff McKagan and the drummer Ooh. from Screaming Trees are putting together a new group. Whoa. And they're like looking for a vocalist. Are you trying out? No, I'm not. No. no. I, I can't make it out there at the time, you know. <laughs> or else I would. But um, they're trying to find something to do with old Mad Season demos, which is really cool. Oh, that's so cool. Because I guess Mad Season, they were supposed to make a second CD, but then they just never Whoa, did yeah. of, of material, so. I still play out that first one. I mean, I love it. I like that I better too. than a lot of other bands, and that was just a side project for all those guys. They're re- reissuing it, too, like soon. I think in April. So. Well, that's cool, yeah, because you know what, that is, that, that CD itself, it was so lo-fi, it doesn't mix well with other I like that, stuff. though, I like, yeah. I like the lo-fi, yeah. I don't, I, don't I never listen to reissued CDs, ever, like when they did 10, something I, I didn't like, know no, about you, not, not doing it, okay, so, I like the original, because it just takes me back to that time, like, you know, I like the, fuzzy vinyl, yeah, and, I yeah. like that, well, yeah, no, I, I totally relate to that, it's, it's like listening to the first James Addiction, yeah. You know, like the live one. It's yeah. I don't want that to change. So yeah, yeah. All right, you went on that one. <laughs> you know, it's not unlike me to find like Night of the Living Dead tickets in my pocket, on top of like a pair of wax lips. I mean, what the hell? I don't know. Like, oh, that's, I, is that chocolate? I hope it is. I mean, Looks you like want it. That? Nah, it's okay. Right. It's like, but yeah, Night of the Living Dead is tonight at the Hollywood. Um, so I'm going to that. You're going to the event itself. I am. Yep, I'm going to the event yeah, after no, we're done here. I'm gonna see Night of the Living Dead on the big screen at the Hollywood. Yeah, theater. I hope that they can keep the theater open. Oh, I hope so too, man. It's really sad. It's yeah, I don't know. I, I hope they're making progress with that. But uh, then, of course, John Russo's movie Mob Boss and Soul Singer. That's like later on. I'm going to that too. Is that um, today too? That's no, that's the 16th. Oh, okay. Am, am I right about that? Yes, I am. <laughs> um, let's see. So, all right, the single soundtrack. How about the Crow? Oh my goodness! Around the same time, the Nine Inch Nails cover of Dead Souls. Hello, uh, Rollins, uh, The Cure, and 
a little-known band, Machines of Love and Grace, have an incredible song on there. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's like the okay. third song. Oh, man, Golfa Tenement Blues, I think it's like the third or fourth track. It's so good. I know, I've heard it, I just don't recognize the name. They were like an incredible industrial band, but they played it live, and that's what those bands did back then. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, who else is on there that we're Death forgetting? Deftones, Hole. Unreal. My, is My Life in the Thrill Coat caught on there? Are they just uh, in the movie? I can't remember. I'm getting that confused with another soundtrack, but yeah, I think they're on as well as, um, well, I said Rollins. Oh, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's an incredible soundtrack, and that's one of those soundtracks... Like a Rob Zombie movie, the music at least makes sense in the movie when it comes on. Yeah. The badge, Pantera, during the fight scene, that's like an incredible oh, yeah. song. Pantera was like, really, that's when they were hitting it. I mean, that, they were at the top of their game. But yeah, The Crow is definitely a great revisit as far as soundtracks. Uh, you think about movies today, there's no good soundtracks anymore. No. To movies. You're it's sad. That's, exact, that's why we're like doing they're it. all from the 90s. You, you know, and even if there are, you notice that two songs are in the movie... Usually in the intro, the outro, and nothing in the movie. It's yeah. That the songs aren't even heard. Like when you watch singles, there's so many good songs that aren't even on the soundtrack. Like the Jane's Addiction, like three, they part, played a clip of Three Days. Oh man. They played the Pixies. They yep. played all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, there's a really funny scene too. Well, have you ever seen the movie Free Jack with Mick Jagger and Emilio Estevez? What? It's a free Jack. Yeah. It's no. a, he goes. I don't know. They go into the future. And Mick Jagger is like this super villain and. It's all this high-tech machinery, whatever. It's, it's, it's a decent action movie, but they go into this futuristic club and Ministry is playing Thieves. And it's oh. like the first time I ever heard them outside of my own like CD player. I'm like, wow, somebody else knows Ministry? And it's only one brief scene, but the music makes sense in the scene, That's which funny. you don't really get anymore. I mean, I don't know. Screen Park had some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the music made sense. I like that. But yeah, you're absolutely but right. why is that, though? I don't know. I, they just... I mean, there's still some good music today. I'm not going to say all the new music is good. Right. Some, <laughs> some of it is, and it's still, like... <laughs> not giving up completely on that. All right, Miss Heather. See you in a little bit. She had to run out real quick. Get something to drink. And, uh, gonna play a quick interview with... Scarlet Razorblade Dolls, uh, Razorblade Doll of the Razorblade Dolls. They have a new release coming out, and we're gonna play a song as well. Here is me talking with Mr. Scarlet himself, and then of course our conversation will continue with our HR experience. KWR, it's Kettle Whistle Radio on our new label, Society 13. Some of you are already aware of that. And in lieu of that, I should actually say we have a return family member to Kettle Whistle Radio from the earlier days. Yep, last year. And uh, I'm with me right now from the Razorblade, Razorblade Dolls, straight out of Texas. Scarloff Razorblade Doll, you here with me, buddy? Yeah, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, good to have you back, and so soon. Well, last time I heard you, I uh, was actually I was in a movie theater in uh, Screen Park, and we had your song come on, and that was awesome. Great moment for me. I, I thoroughly enjoyed hearing you guys in the theater. Yeah, I actually just watched the uh, me and the bass player watched the film uh, not before last night. So yeah, pretty excited myself when that when the scene came up. That had to be. And, and the ending credits too. The rest. Yep. I love that. Oh yeah, I held out for that. I stayed the whole night because they had a question, they you know question and answer afterwards. So yeah, we were in it the whole way, and 
I don't know. I've been talking you guys up ever since, and uh, I love when you give me updates. Um, again, you're one of my favorite Texans. Uh, sorry to my family out there. You know <laughs> what can I tell you? <laughs> you become part of the extended family. So, Mr. Um, Scarloff, Razorblade doll. Um, I, I got to ask you real quick for myself. Are you one of the people that leave post-its all over your house when you come up with ideas for songs or just writing material? No, honestly, I'm not, man. I, I pretty much just kind of retain, like, if, if I'm driving around and I don't have anywhere to, um, you know, anywhere, you know, to go to actually put out the thought in my head, like a guitar or a keyboard or, you know, something, uh, I'll just kind of hum it to myself, and <laughs> for some reason, I'm just able to retain it. That's awesome that you can do that. I have ADHD, and uh, unfortunately, like as we speak, I have an SS written in uh, permanent ink on my hand for a, a short story I was writing. Uh, Solar Security was the story. It comes out. I, I start writing uh, SS on my hand, and it, it looks like, unfortunately, SS as in Nazis, you know? And here it is, permanent ink, I, and I go to work like this. I don't notice it till like, I get home from work, and my wife's like, oh, so you uh, joined the Nazis last night? And I'm like, ah, oh, come on, man. You know, I, terrible, terrible right. habit. I didn't think that quickly. Uh, I'm going to let you talk real quick, but I just got to thank you, too. Me and Heather want to thank you for uh, being part of our intro on our show on a regular basis. You gave me the permission there, so we mixed it up a little bit. I don't know if you've heard it yet. Which one? Oh, well, the... Um well, we, we mixed up, let's see here, several things here, but one, your song that I use, of course, was um, the uh, one for the children. I used one of the riffs there right in the middle, your breakdown oh, on riff. The, on the intro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, we, it just fit perfectly, and uh, if you don't like it, we'll take it off. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but now you have something new coming up. You have always have something new, um, as far as I'm concerned. And I really, really dig that Chainsaw Enema release that's out on Facebook right now. Yeah, that one we just uh, put up on our reverberation page. Great song. Yeah, it's off the, the new album that we just released, March 2nd, um, A Name for Evil. Yes, A Name for Evil. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing the whole thing. Yeah, it's actually a little bit heavier than the first one. Nice. play it out yeah I love that get you to Skype too I, I know like uh, this we, we do this with, with the phone all the time we, when we get you to Skype sometime it, we'll get you in here a little more clear like you're in the room but you know we'll get you up to date at some point okay yeah <laughs> so uh, alright so we are talking about Screen Park now this new album you said came out when uh, it came out March 2nd it's, it'll be available on like iTunes and CD Baby and pretty much all the you know digital uh, distribution sites within a few days. And that's in a, a process, in a processing stage right now. So. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was gathering because you're constantly busy. And it's called A Name for Evil. I noticed something else. You used something about a demo? You're working on a new oh, demo? Yeah, I'm recording. Uh, a, um, I'm trying to take my hand in all kinds of avenues of music and uh, recording is something that, you know, I, I do at home. For the band, I don't record our music, but, you know, I, I write on a, a system where I have to record keyboards and stuff like that, and then I end up sending that stuff to our lead guitar player, Chris Tell, who produces it, engineers it, and everything, but, you know, I've been wanting to get my hand in that, so I just recently built a studio, and a real good friend of mine, Jason, he uh, has a band called Versus Our Master, 
everything ourselves here we're producers writers talented as well as the uh, engineering process i use the term uh, talent loosely <laughs> well i'm you know i'm, I'm trying to uh, increase my knowledge and like i said uh, all fields of music and being uh you know learning how to engineer a band like just you know the audio and, and make it sound good is something that i do want to know how to do i mean hell everybody knows it you know a lot of I mean, basically, we do our CDs that's do-it-yourself, you know. Uh, we'll write the music on, you know, we'll use a computer to program to do all our keyboards and everything, and um, which I'm relatively good with. But uh, our lead guitar player, Chris Telks, he's, he's been doing it for years, and so he knows a lot, a lot more and a lot about it. And he's also got a really good ear, man. He just He just knows how to... He knows how to mix a mix a band, and uh, so basically we just send everything to him, and then you know record guitars and drums and uh, you know all the string instruments and vocals and everything in his studio. But you know, like I said, I'm I'm trying to get a little more involved in that, so that's why I took my hand at recording um, my friend's band, recording a demo for him. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, that's how we are around here. It's part of what we do is spark interest in new bands, and you seem to do that too. Um, who are some of the bands? I know Legion Within was one of the bands you toured with, and, and who else? Was it Jury of Robots? Uh, well, uh, we've played with George, Jury okay. of Robots. We didn't actually get to play with Legion Within. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that didn't happen. They were touring with KMFDM. Okay. And uh, we were supposed to get the KMFDM show, but um, it fell through. Apparently, they don't. They don't. Uh, they prefer. Let me word this. <laughs> they prefer <laughs> not to have local openers. Interesting. So they don't use anybody within the state that they're touring in. And you know, right now we're still a regional act. Yeah. And um, we're you know we're working on changing that, but you know it's not easy, and it's. We're just we're persevering, but there's a lot of work to do, and and we're trying to make it happen. And I, I think with guys like you and and Carrie Hill putting us in the movie, and um, just different talent buyers that we've met along the way these past six years, that it, it's 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 starting to happen a little bit more. Um, I appreciate we actually that. Got, we actually got. Um, a uh, direct support direct support spot with mindless self indulgence. Oh man, that's that's awesome. At, at the House of Blues here in Dallas, so you know that's definitely gonna that's definitely gonna up our our game. Hopefully, you know. Very cool. Now I'm very happy for you guys. It's awesome, man. Yeah, KMFDM is here like at the end of the month. Uh, I, I think they are with the Legion Within. Now that you say that, I, I'm not going this yeah. time around. But I don't know. That's just me. Um, do you have any new stage antics? I know in the past you did. Anything new with this time around? 
Uh, this time we've gone, we've, we're taking more of a digital approach with the stage. Um, we've, uh, our new drummer, Logan, he, uh, has invested into some lots and, uh, we have a pretty badass light show, like self-contained light show. We carry it around with us. We, it's got some pretty cool stuff, man. There's, uh, it's, uh, not just some, a couple of lights flashing behind us. It's, there's some, some pretty cool things in it. Um, you know, we've, of course, we sometimes bring the gore out, you know, <laughs> but that's usually special occasions, and, you know, the singer will come out and chainsaw a pig head or <laughs> that's throw, what I remember. throw raw liver, you know. <laughs> Well, I've been going to Dallas uh, since I was nine years old. I have family down there. Um, Texas will always be synonymous with metal for me, so I, I'm glad to hear that you said this new one's more of a metal album, more heavier at least. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it still has the electronic elements, and you know, like you said, Chainsaw Enema. You know, you hear that song and, and you think like industrial metal, you right, know, right? Um, but it's this album is is a lot heavier than than the first one so and it, and it actually has more guitar solos oh, wow, there's cool. actually a, a song that has like a flying solo in it like yeah nice <laughs> uh, so I mean it, you know when we start working on the third album I think we're gonna do it a little different um, with this album we would write a song a couple of songs and then and then learn them and then instantly throw them into the set you know and uh, we were getting longer stage times, so we needed something, you know, we needed something to fill that spot. I'm looking forward so, to I, I want to see you guys. I hope you guys head up north at some point. Uh, I, I, you could definitely fill a, a few theaters here. I know that for sure. I, I can't wait to see you guys. But we are, we are booking, like, a, like a Midwest tour right now. It's for okay. July. It's just like a 10-day. Uh, we're going to go, we're going to go all the way up. To Cleveland and then back. So Cleveland and um, back. So you're going to be in Cleveland. Yeah, we will be. We are going to be playing in Cleveland at the towards the end of July. We we're already booked uh, July 21st at, at a place called Reggie's Live in Chicago. That's pretty cool. So that that really is getting close to us now. Cleveland isn't that far for us, but man, I, that, that's a great that's a great place to play any show. Yeah, once I get the uh, once I get the tour dates, from, uh, we we're, we're going on tour with a friend of ours band, uh, Silver Loves Mercury, and they've gone this route before, so they're actually booking all the dates. And once uh, Roxy, the singer, once she gets the dates all squared and everything, then um, I'll definitely you know Facebook about it, and I'm sure you'll see the dates. But yeah, I'll, we're, I'll be we're going all. We're going all the way up to, to Cleveland and then back. I think our last stop is going to be Shreveport and then, you know, shoot home. Well, that sounds exciting. I, I, I appreciate that input right now. Um, now, you're, we're going to play uh, one of your new songs tonight. Uh, also, too, you have you said there's a second release, uh, Earth Dies Screaming. Well, there's it's actually it's the, the first release off this album is actually Scream Queen Phenomenon. That's right. our single. Right. And, and then the second release that we put out was Chainsaw Enema. But uh, I was telling you about this third song that uh, is probably going to be uh, released within, you know, the a couple of months okay. for streaming. Uh, it's called The Earth Dust Screaming. And right now, Chainsaw Enema actually just listening to the album, like, 
separating myself from, you know, as, hey, you know, this is my band, and turning myself into, like, a listener, um, Chase on Enema is probably my favorite song on the album right now, but cool. The Earth Not Screaming is definitely, you know, a close second. Very cool, very cool. Well, we're going to play one of those. You're going to let me play which one? Uh, Chainsaw Enema. All right, very cool. We're going to have that coming up. Listen, I, I thank you for your time. Why don't you plug some things right now so people know where to find you? Um, of course, now we're on Society 13, so you find us there, and in turn, you'll find uh, the Razorblade Dolls. Uh, whereabouts? Uh, you can find us at uh, www.therazorbladedolls.org because we're an organization. <laughs> uh, and also, reverbnation.com slash therazorbladedolls as well as you can buy our music on iTunes, CD Baby, you can hear us on Pandora, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Rhapsody, so pretty much anywhere that your smartphone will take you, you will find us. Very cool. I, I appreciate you calling back. Again, you're the friend uh, friend of our Kettle Whistle Radio. You're always welcome back. And uh, you know, anytime you got something to talk about, please just you know hit me up. We always talk. It seems like early in the AM, we were up around the same time. I'll tell you what. Uh, the next time I'll have Smitty, my vocalist, cool. uh, my singer, call in with me, so we can do like a tandem phone call. No problem. That sounds great. Cool. All right, man. Hey, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Scarlet Razorblade Dolls once again. And I uh, hope to hear more in the future. And uh, now if you want to go ahead and introduce your song, and we'll, we'll say goodnight. It's Chainsaw Enema by the Razorblade Dolls. All right. Thanks, man.
But, uh, you know, there actually, we really need to talk about something we just saw. Uh, you want to, you have a story that I'm not going to tell. But I, I definitely saw it on the outside looking in. Certain uh, uh, punk, ro- punk rock icon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Your reason for coming over today. <laughs> uh, bad Brains. Uh, oh, well, At Thunderbird. HR from Bad Brains plays with this ska band called the Scotch Bonnets. They're all from, like, Baltimore, D.C. area. And they came to a small little bar in Pittsburgh, and we went. Me and Denise went, and, um, well, let me just say, first I walked in, and I said hi to you guys, because I was always sitting there, and <laughs> I see HR right away. He's sitting in a room alone, slumped over on this, like, stool, covered in, like, winter gear. Like, he has his hood up, his hat on, his boots, like, just looking like he's miserable. And I, of course, walk right past him and like, give him a huge smile and then go, go down homeless. to the bathroom. Yeah, he did look <laughs> homeless, for yeah. real. So I give him a smile and I walk past. And, and keep in mind, I'm wearing a shirt with Henry Rollins' face in, which obviously Henry and HR are pals or whatever. And then I'm wearing a jacket that has a Jane's Addiction patch on the back. So I know he saw this because when I was ordering food, I saw him like behind me, just standing there. Um... So where am I going with this? So then... Well, the food was really good. The food was good, yes. <laughs> we didn't expect the food to be good. It was good. good. We sat up in the balcony. And yes, we sat in the balcony. Pierogies and... What the hell? What I was have? eating pierogies. You were eating... Chicken wings. Yeah, you guys and, were eating legs. And chicken legs. As they call it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting up Boys. there, and... You tell this part of the story, because I didn't actually see this happen. <laughs> I'm trying... Okay, yeah. All right, yeah, so we're sitting up the balcony, and that's when he... <laughs> you had just gotten your food, and you were starving. <laughs> <laughs> you were starving, <laughs> so you're like chowing down, and um, he came hobbling behind you, and I I just looked up because you could not look up. You know, he saw his giant dreads and stuff, and he just kind of like I don't know, like hobbled next to you, looking at you to get your attention. Yeah, and that's when I, I'm looking at him. Denise is staring at him like she's like Heather, turn like, around, do, yeah, turn do, around. Do we like do I smack you in the back of the head? Like you know, he's just looking at you like he knows you, and then he just. Went down the stairs, you know, casually, and, and we told you, and you're just like, wow, wow, wow. And then, is that when he touched you the first time? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> no, it's not. So he would keep walking back and forth because their door to go to where all their gear was was like behind us, behind the bar we were at. So <laughs> after he did the stare down, he came back up a little while later and walked past me and put his hand on my shoulder. <laughs> Like, and ha- held it there for, like, a second. And I'm like, what? And then I turn around and saw it was him. And I'm like, did you guys just see this? Like, HR just walked past me and put his hand on my shoulder. Like, why? So then the second time he comes back, he does the same thing. Walks down the stairs, past me. And then, when is... Then, it, oh, after the show. Yeah. So we saw them play. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, when you told us that he touched you on the shoulder. <laughs> Let's clear that up. Oh, the lady with the flowers. Oh my god! Yeah, we got concerned because every time we went by, he made some kind of gesture towards you, and then we waited for it. And sure enough, yeah, like at least two to three times, he put his hand on you or touched you, yet like slapped your back. And um, I want to—I have to say—you're wearing your James Addiction denim jacket. I mean, I know so that's why. That, that's like, part of it. it ha- like, come on. <laughs> I guess. I, don't I know. mean, unless he's a really big fan of Paranormal State, and he, no, you know, there's I, no way. <laughs> that's what you say. No you're like, nah, there's no way. But anyway, no. So he he goes downstairs, and then this woman comes up with a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> and Denise and me were just like, oh, I guess he's gonna propose to you. Those are. <laughs> I was like, thank God those flowers walked past you because. 
What would you have done if those were for you? I like, would die laughing. Yeah, you would. I, oh my God, I don't even I'd know. run to your car after That's the show. That's so funny. But yeah, so it was a smoky place. had good food, I will say that. They were really good, though. I, I thought mm-hmm. the two ska bands that played before, like Excellent. the one was local called The Pressure, they were awesome. The Pressure was awesome. Yes, um, and I then agree. the Scotch Bonnets were awesome. Um, and he did a Bad Brain song. He introduced he it as such. He had his guitar strapped around him. Some people are saying he's not really playing it. I say he definitely was playing it. I think at times he wasn't, though. You caught that? Yeah. Okay. His okay. voice sounded awesome. His voice was, yes. I thought it was so funny before they were getting ready to play. Like, he just stood there with his back towards the audience with his, <laughs> his hands crossed, just, like, looking up. Like, he's so annoyed, like, waiting around. Um, yeah. He's very interesting. He's a very is. interesting guy. Very interesting guy. Very nice guy. And then when he came up to the mic, he, he was all like, oh, thank you, God bless you, God bless yeah. you. Yeah. So I, I just thought he was such a nice person. Like he thanked everybody for coming out. And well, that leads me to what I wanted to say too. Like, because um, he's so soft spoken. Like the guys that were behind me, obviously were bad band breaking fans from way back, and they knew HR. And I just heard the one guy say to the other, "He's like, this guy used to be a maniac." Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and he was. He was all over the stage. There's something like, so interesting about him. Like, he <laughs> just really calmed down. He's older now, but yeah. And then there was something else that happened when when they were playing. I know we laughed a few times. Oh, someone from the audience was like, you're a living legend! And HR was like, I know, I know, you're right, you're right. He was just so soft-spoken. Yes, like, he's like, thank you, man, God bless. Yeah, I just, oh, yeah, he Their was set was short, though. Very? Pretty short. Well, and then at the end, he's like, one of them said, and it might have been him, well, what do you want for ten bucks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking awesome. So then after the show, he comes walking back up, we're still sitting in the same area. Did not expect this. He has his guitar... And right next to me, this guy, this guy's wearing a really cool black flag shirt, by the way, came up to him. I think he knew him from something. And they were talking, and I looked up at them talking. HR didn't look at me at all. The whole time he's talking to this guy, just puts his hand on my shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so. I I, I said to you, like, do you want to go take a picture? You're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to. You were really no. And then you saw the people gathering around taking pictures with him. And this is like a small bar up at the top there. It wasn't overly crowded, no, but not at all. you changed your mind. <laughs> yeah, I was like, let's go out to him. So I, I just walked right out to him, and I was like, HR, you know, thanks was, for coming to Pittsburgh. And it was great. And he was, he was so like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I said, you must be a James. I, I, I knew he was everybody. Like, who doesn't love James Dixon? From that era? Yeah, and right? He, and, yeah. I mean, they were so influential, and, and freaking, I was like... He must be a Jane's Addiction fan. And then I turned around to show my jacket. He's like, yes, yeah. you're right. <laughs> yeah. he shook my and we got our picture taken with him? Yes. You said, it, you said he had soft hands. <laughs> I didn't, didn't expect it. He had soft hands. I mean, it was like, I don't know. I mean, it didn't feel like years of plucking a bass or a guitar or anything else. Just like, definitely just soft. It was just amazing. I don't know. But. And what's really cool is I went home and I was just reading some stories about, you know, Bad Brains and him. And I read some interviews with him, and the next day was his birthday. So oh, probably yeah. we met. That was probably around midnight. We sh- if I would have known that, I totally would have been like, "Happy birthday!" Missed opportunity, but wasn't yeah. you know what? We had more opportunity there than most people. Yeah, that, that was, was incredible. I can't believe there weren't more people there. <sighs> Pittsburgh. Like, was it not advertised well? Right, that Pittsburgh on a Sunday and small club. I think yeah. you're right. It could have been bigger. Yeah, because we were there for a while. Me and Denise were waiting for you, and we're so happy when you showed up. It's like, wow, it's like dead here. Yeah, and it picked up a little bit. It did get a, you know, I guess you don't want it to be too crowded for something like that. It wasn't like Mosh Pit Central. There were people dancing though. Yeah, there were people that yeah. were really, really into it. And that was a good. That was an awesome experience though. I'd yeah, I never forget that. I, yeah, well, I thank you for that because uh, I, I don't know. It was like Saturday night, and you were like, "Hey, are you going?" I'm like, 
Well, why not? I don't even know how I found out about it, honestly. Like, I don't know how you did either. I'm always searching for shows, and I just happened to see it, and got my ticket right away, because I, I mean, I was like, I'm just going to go. Even if no one can go, I'm definitely going, and then... I was like, you guys have to go. Like, yeah, I, I, I was going to leave you hanging. I mean, that, yeah, that was, and we met a legend, and it was great. What a great time. Um, we'll have to put the picture of us with him as our icon for this right, episode. We can do that. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I want to remember this one. Um, now, you you also mentioned, let's see, you're going, or you, oh, no, maybe you're not going, the Greensboro show. Oh, David Byrne and St. Vincent, who's, that's like one of the newest CDs that I'm really in love with. Right. I wish you had brought it with you. I, and they I bring a whole band with them, like tuba. Oh my god. Like, I'm definitely going to go, I just, I'm just going to wait a little bit to see which area I'm going to sit in. Well, you know, David I, I Byrne, think the balcony would be cool. For a show like that, balcony. yes. Because that's where I saw Blondie, and I would say absolutely, yeah. Yeah. You definitely want to do that. Um, David Byrne is actually, this guy right here, his biggest influence, I took a picture with this guy. That's um, right here. I'm wearing the shirt too. Electric Six, oh. a band that you should really give a chance. Um, the really only song really... I know is High Voltage. Yeah, they, they're so much better than that. I mean, there's so much stuff. They have such a catalog. But I got to meet him. I was just like, who, you know, who was your biggest influence? This is um, uh, Valentine. Dick Valentine is the lead singer of yeah. Electric Six. And he's just like uh, Talking Heads, man. Talking Heads. That's why I do what I do. And that's his awesome. music's so eclectic too. And yeah. you can hear that. You know, when you hear old Talking Heads, it's like, wow. I would, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing David Perry. I mean, that'd be that'd be a good time. It would be but, amazing if the Talking Heads got back together. Well, they won't, because the other two, Tom Tom Club, they're they're touring, doing something else. Yeah. Now. And so I, I don't know. I think there's a big like wall yeah, between something, them. Something uh, something weird happened. It's one of those, you know, another Led Zeppelin thing. Everybody's too proud to get back together and maybe burnt yeah. out on it. Yeah. You know. So all right, so we're gonna play a song by the Cheats here, um, handpicked. Uh, let's see, there's so many to choose from. Let me, uh, I want to play a new one. You dig the cheats, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I dig them. All right, well, we're going to play a song by the cheats, and we'll get right back to you. Enjoy. Demons 
Okay, that was the cheats. Mystery 37. Mystery number 37. You like that? Uh-huh, yeah. New stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I did that a lot. Todd Porter and the guys. Great guys. Played in Helm's Deep. Next time they're here, you got to come over, man. Well, Yeah, I'm going to try to get them back here. They're just, they really do blow up the joint. <laughs> but uh, they play, they play everywhere. I don't know what they're doing now. I know Todd, Todd DJs at your bar that you go to, the Tiki. Tiki Lounge, don't you go there? Oh, uh, once in a while, brother. He's a guest DJ a lot. Oh. And he does like 80s stuff, punk stuff, and he has a disco night, I think. I could be wrong about that. Oh, that's but, cool. Yeah, yeah, I think he breaks out the vinyl for that stuff. Nice. <laughs> so, all right, well, that's this episode, uh, one of the first under Society 13, our new label. And, um, all right, got anything else to say? What is this playing right now? Is this the cheese? Cheese. Yeah. It really reminds me of, um,. What does it remind me of? It was the Broken Creeper. I played that last episode. You it here. reminds me of something. I can't think of who it is. Um, they, they, like an old like bad religion. They've been compared to. Um, they do Sucker Punch by the Wild Hearts. Really, really good. Oh, man, I can't, I'll have to remember. I don't think about it. like an old like kind of rockabilly-ish type band. Well, they play. Yeah, they, they've been known. They they played with rockabilly bands. I've seen like, like the uh, singer's voice reminds me of. That's one of Todd. Bands. He's a great guy. I mean, a great tattoo artist, too. Yeah, Todd, we're really talking you up, so I hope you listen to this one. <laughs> Jeez. I'll meet you someday. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to say goodbye for now. Bye. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Cast.